ESPN Radio. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good morning, everybody. It's time for another show of Players Only here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7. 100.1 FM, 1200 AM, 1440 AM. Again, you can also find us on as via a podcast on ESPNSyracuse.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can listen to us all the time, not just on Sundays here from 8 to 9. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Um, and I'm pretty sure Ryan has too, right? Yep. <laughs> Stomach full from all that turkey. <laughs> and not, not only that. Um, a trip to the state final, I hear, for yeah. a certain Christian Brothers Academy uh, played in the West Regionals this past weekend on Friday, going up against Section 6 Jamestown, and that's where we start today. Um, the Class A West Region Semi between, again, the Brothers of CBA and Jamestown. And I can tell you this much. I didn't watch the entire game. In fact, you could, you could catch... Uh, every single game uh, of the state championships as well as the five finals we got next week on the NFHS network. Um, so I didn't quite watch it. I didn't watch the Class A game because, I mean, I called the Class D game and then I had to make a trip up to Rochester. But um, I did catch a little bit once I got there and I looked at the score. I mean, CBA had just scored about four and a half left on the clock in the fourth quarter, down 18-14, I was just like, mm, I don't think CBA is going to do it. Jamestown's just going to run out the clock. I'm like, oh, crud, I might not get a chance to call a state final with a Section 3 team in it. And then they pulled off the unthinkable. And I'll let Ryan explain that. So, yeah, I mean, really just CBA had a fantastic performance going down the stretch. Once it got to the second half, they really did a great job in limiting uh, star running back Jalen Butera from Jamestown, and he just looked amazing the entire game. He had an early touchdown run of 65 yards, and once they got to the second half, the brothers managed to limit his ability to pick up that short yardage, all those four- to five-yard runs. <coughs> and so they just really were able to... Uh, just shut down the Jamestown offense, especially when it got to the, as Matt said, four minutes left in the game, and that got the brothers the ball back with around two minutes to go. And then uh, Jordan Wright just led CBA on a huge drive down the field where Sayer Torrance made an incredible catch. Dan Anderson kept doing his thing that he'd been doing all game, just making the uh, Jamestown defenders miss. And... I mean, it looked over at one point when, on a fourth and one, CBA failed to convert, but then a penalty was thrown. They were given a second life, and eventually Jordan Ray hit a sophomore wide receiver, Jason Brunson, on a beautiful corner of the end zone pass, and the brothers went up and were able to hold Jamestown from there. And, you know, just an incredible game by both sides. The coaching in this game, just amazing. Uh, CBA's radar defense, just sending a bunch of stunts, confusing the offensive line of Jamestown, and uh, the coach of Jamestown really managing to 
limit star star receivers Sayer Torrance from the brothers. And yeah, just an incredible game by both sides. So CBA will return to the Carrier Dome this Friday, December 3rd, a 3 o'clock kickoff against the Section 1 representative of Summers who beat the other Section 1 uh, team. Section 1 apparently had an alternate in this in the, in the double-A field. You also see it in the A field as well. Uh, in the A field, uh, Summers and Rye faced off against each other. Summers barely squeaked by on Friday down at Middleton High School, beating Rye 14-7. to So I expect a really good game uh, between uh, both Summers and CBA in the Dome, 3 o'clock. At least it's going to be inside. Yeah. Uh, no need to worry about snow or wind or anything along those lines. I expect a really good game, and I'm excited to call it. I mean, I, re- I really am. Um, again, I- I'm, I've been a part of the NFHS network for a while now, and I always look forward to this time of year, especially when football season comes around, and you get a chance to go back inside the Dome and, and call the state football finals. And, you know, I said at the end of last week's show that I was kind of disappointed that I wasn't calling this Class A, the Class A West Regional. And... Um, and apparently it didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, you look at the other matchup in uh, the state playoffs that featured a Section 3 team, uh, Cicero North Syracuse at home, essentially, playing on their home field on Saturday. And they just couldn't get it done against a really good Bennett team from Section 6. Bennett just had their way, winning 38 to nothing. Um, so we're down to one section three team left in the state playoffs and it's, and it's CBA and who would have thunk that, you know, we've said this before, CBA was three and three heading into, uh, the playoffs and they wheel uh, and they ran, they won three straight to, to claim the class a title, at least on a sectional level. Yeah. And not only that, being a really good Indian River team along the way, then they get into the state playoffs, and they win their quarterfinal matchup, and then they get and then and then they go up against a good Jamestown team out of Section Six in the West Regional Semi, and squeaked by, but they got the job done, and now here they are in the in the Class A state final. I'm just really impressed with how CBA has done this season cuz normally yeah. when you go in high school football when you go 3 and 3 heading into the playoffs things don't look that good. Mm-hmm. And especially you know in in section 3's class A, you know, again we talked about how good Indian River was, you know, how they were able to run the football. CBA just had their way with them. And it was like twenty eight six at the end of the at the end of the first half. I'm just really impressed with how the brothers have been playing. I really am. Yeah, I think it all comes down to how they just managed adversity so well. I mean, we saw the last game like Jordan's gotten hurt in two of the games that they've played. Their uh, second playoff game against FM still in the sectional level, and then in this last game against Jamestown. He got hurt on the second drive. They had to keep him out till halftime. And 
the brothers have just really managed through coaching, through the players just not willing to give up. They've just managed to keep their team alive. I mean, Dan Anderson, who has routinely just gone in and played quarterback when Jordan Ray has gotten hurt, I mean, he's just performed so well this season. And I just want to take a minute to talk about him right now. He hasn't played football since eighth grade before this season. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade. And he's a three-sports star. He plays basketball. He plays lacrosse really good in both of those sports. I believe he has a scholarship in lacrosse to a Division One school. And he's just played fantastically this entire season. And just like, again, as he played in this last game, making guys miss, doing all that he needs to do to carry this team when they need it. He scored two touchdowns in that last game, the first two for the brothers, and just played amazingly this entire season. Yeah, and it goes to show you that when you have a team that is as good as CBA has been over the last four weeks or so, four or five weeks or so, anything can happen. You know, I I say this a lot when I talk about uh, high school sports. Anything can happen. You know, I was talking with... um, my broadcast crew at CNS yesterday before the Class D final, uh, and, and my color commentator Tom Prince, he was asking me, you know, <coughs> since I wasn't going to be uh, be around for the Class A game, and, you know, he told he told me how CBA, you know, he asked me how how good is Christian Brothers Academy, and, and I told him, you know, they run a balanced offense, they run the ball, they can throw the ball really well, uh. And then Tom goes, well, you know, Bennett's Bennett's got a uh, not Bennett, but Jamestown. I always like to switch those two up. I don't know why. Jamestown they got a they got a pretty good they got a pretty good defense. And, and you know he's thinking, you know, he was telling me, I I, I think Bennett's going to win this one. I'm like, don't don't say that. CBA is going to surprise you. They've you know, and I told them how they went three and three, and then they've won three straight. And he was like, yeah. Nah, I still think Jamestown's going to win. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, and, and that just goes to show you. It's, you know, high school sports is an amazing thing. I'm glad we have it back after a year without it. And, you know, the, the these kids have something to play for. Yeah. And it's just and it's really amazing what a lot of these guys can do. And, and later on in the show, we'll have Alex Smith, uh, senior corner slash wide receiver for the brothers, who will join us on the phone here later. Um, so we'll get to ask him how, what it felt like, you know, playing in, you know, playing for a spot in the state final, as well as, you know, how the heck do these players deal with the cold? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> It was a blustery game. I mean, when I was calling the Class D game, it was snowing lightly. I mean, it was snowing lightly, but the wind was blowing. It was blowing all over the place. And then, you know, like I said, when I when I checked in a little bit later to see what the score was, and I looked at the field, I was like, the thing I got out of there <laughs> with all that snow on the field. So, yeah, I mean, freezing cold. Luckily, they get to... Uh, escape that next week when they're playing in the dome <laughs> second time this season for them good thing we have the dome yeah i mean <laughs> in all honesty i'm so glad we have it and 
I'm pretty sure now. Now the stakes are really high. Yeah. When you think about it. When we were talking, when we when we had our show before the Section 3 playoffs, we, you know, we said that the stakes were pretty high. Chance to not only win your section, but go into the state tournament. This is for all the marbles now. There's, there's nothing after this. This is just a chance to either come out as a state champ or finish as a runner-up. And if you're, if you're a CBA right now, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourselves heading, yeah. in, heading into this game on Friday at 3 o'clock. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will have Cicero North Syracuse's Athletic Director Tim Bednarski. He will join us on the phone here shortly here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. Don't go away. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1 FM. Presented by Point Guard Advisors, and we are now joined by the athletic director at Cicero North Syracuse High School, Tim Bednarski. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And um, I have to admit, it was kind of a struggle uh, yesterday uh, with the uh, West Region semi for the North Stars. Um, But how did it feel to finally have uh, the state high school football playoffs back at CNS after last year not having it at all? Yeah, it was great. It was great to have that atmosphere back, um, a little bit of uh, normalcy. Um, Obviously, the weather uh, Friday was a little different than Saturday, um, but uh, it it was exciting to have um, the fans and, and, um, you know, the state playoffs back um, after last uh, the 2020 season. Yeah, and as Matt just mentioned, you guys were hosting a major, major event in the state semifinals. What is some of the work that goes into hosting a major event like this? Well, it's definitely a team effort. Um, you know, the guys that work with me, um, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes preparing. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's just getting the teams in and getting them out. Um uh, you know, as far as uh, planning, planning and making sure those uh, the teams have a great experience while they're on our campus. Um, you know, that's the main goal. Um, you know, we, we were fortunate this year that CNS was in it, but uh, we were hosting it regardless, and so we always try to make it um, make it a, a great atmosphere for the kids. And you know, they've they've earned the, the right to be there in the final four of the state. So uh, we try to make our 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 facility the best and and they remember it uh for years to come so this year obviously um with all the COVID issues that have been going on you know uh, across not just uh central new york and the new york state area but throughout the united states how, how did it feel to just have sports back period after uh essentially a year where everything was like thrown out of whack and how did it feel to sort of have like a normal quote unquote uh fall sports season this year? Well, yeah, after going through the 2020, you know, there were so many stipulations and regulations of what we could and could not do. So, um this fall um was was definitely great to be back into normalcy as we say it. Um you know, the kids, you could see the difference in the kids, um, you know, 
whether it be even academically, you know, they just they feel like they're back in their normal routine. Um, so um, it, it's been great, and um, we're excited to hopefully be moving forward from from the COVID. Um, you know, we're we're obviously the fall season's ending, and we're going indoors, so there are some stipulations with masks and stuff. So we'll uh, we'll cross those bridges as we get there. Um, but look forward to uh, you know now that falls over a, a successful winter season. Yeah, and less on the COVID aspect of things, but what are some of the more challenging parts of your jobs? And also, what are some of the more rewarding parts of it? Uh, well, I guess I'll start with the rewarding. Um, you know, obviously, like nights like last night when, you know, your team's in a, a sectional or state playoff, it, it's so exciting to be part of, um, you know, Obviously, when when you win, it's a little more exciting. But uh, um, you know, just to have the, see the kids experience that and, and you know make those memories that uh, they'll remember, you know, for the rest of their lives in, in high school sports and and uh, you know watching the community get behind the teams, um, you know, the, the support has been great. Um, as far as the COVID and, and the the struggles of you know the. I forgot how you had said it, but, um, you know, I think it's gotten better. So it's been a lot easier this year than it was last year. Um, you know, we have, we have a stadium that has an indoor area. So we had to try to make sure people had masks on inside there, but outside, you know, they're, they were free to not have it. So that was really the only stipulation this fall. Um, as we go indoors, that'll be a little more tricky. We'll, um, you know, on a school campus, you have to wear a mask and, um, most everybody follows it, so there, that that can be challenging at times. But uh, um, I think everybody's used to it now at this point that they know if they're on a school campus, they have to wear a mask. You know, you talked about with all the issues going on, you know, still with COVID, wearing masks inside. Um, do you think that um, the school is ready to handle these sort of challenges as we head into the winter months? Yeah, I mean, because if you think about last year's 2020 season, uh, there was no state playoffs, but we still had our our uh, league schedule. Uh, it was shortened, and um, and everybody had masks. We didn't have fans. Uh, towards the end, we started to <clears throat> let a little bit in, like the senior parents, and then it got a little bit more and a little bit more. So um, you know, we had we had this fall. We had our volleyball teams, um, and so obviously they play indoors. So we, we're, we've done it. And, um, you know, I think uh, we've, we've done it successful. And uh, I think we'll continue to be okay and getting through this. And hopefully uh, at some point we can take those masks off. But right now we will be wearing them. Yeah, and as an athletic director, you're obviously a very busy guy. Uh, how many games do you go to a week for, like, your job? Uh, do you only go to the games of the major sports? Or do you kind of frequent the games of the lesser-known sports as well? No, I, I, you know, that, that we're, we're a big district, so there's a lot of teams and I, and I try to, I try to go to all of them as much as I can. You know, we are uh, spread out. We, we don't, for example, we don't have a pool. So if, if the swim team's up in Nottingham, I, I'll try to get up there to see some of that. And then, uh, always finish the night at, uh, at the home base, which is at the high school. Um, but even like in the fall, our soccer teams, um, the boys play over at, uh, Gillette, um, Gillette Middle School, so you know we'll be fly. I'll be flying over there to those games and then coming back. But to answer your question, as far as 
a games there's there's one every night and um and even on saturday so you know it's a, it's a long day long night and that that's part of the job but um i i feel like as the athletic director it's important that i'm there um you know supporting um i like i said earlier about the west semis i have a, a very good staff that works with me so if i can't attend one event um like off campus or on another campus i'll send somebody over there so there is a you know athletic department person there for any issues or uh anything that needs to be taken care of you know i actually did get a chance to uh see you before the uh class d uh west regional uh yesterday and um and and i couldn't help but uh admire the fact of how everybody was so um prepped and ready for uh, what essentially was going to be a long weekend of games. Um, how, how does how do you and your staff handle that pressure, putting on such a huge event and, you know, and, and dealing with so many factors, like, you know, getting rosters to people, um, making sure everybody is, you know, all set the fields uh, ready with, with all the conditions that was going on. Um, how how does it feel to deal with all that pressure hosting a huge event like the West Region Semis? Well, it's it's some of it's done ahead of time. You know, um, we we met with the teams on Monday last Monday before before the games and kind of communicate the layout. Um, you know, working with the state, they're extremely organized as well. Um, but again, the staff that works with me had we've done this before. Um, Obviously, we try to tweak it and make it better and better each year, but it's just the communication. You know, um, I'll assign a, a team to one of our uh, one of our workers, and they're responsible for that team as far as getting them in, getting them out, making sure they have everything they need. And um, obviously, you know, I'm I guess I'm biased, but I think our facility is probably, if not the best in the state. So we're fortunate to have the facilities we do. Um, to be able to host these types of uh, big events, um, you know, we, we post the state track. We have it coming up in the spring of '22, um, so we will uh, we'll be ready. And <clears throat> it's just a lot of it's it's preparation, but it's also I think also experience. And we've been doing this for about ten years, so we uh, as a group, so we've kind of got it um, a well-oiled machine, I'd say, um, at this point. So. I'm thankful for them, and I'm thankful for all the the workers uh, for all their hard work to, you know, make this thing go smoothly. Yeah, and on Friday especially, the weather wasn't great. I mean, snowing, heavy winds, all that stuff. So, does the weather at all play a role in how you guys prepare for this event? Like, does it affect the, uh, just what you guys are doing on a hour to hour basis when you guys are there? Yeah, so looking at the weather going into Friday, I I was a little more I was a little nervous about how much snow during the uh, CBA Jamestown game we were going to get, and um, we had our maintenance uh, crew on call for if we had to get the uh, plow or the brushes out. But we were able to, uh, you know, there there wasn't that much, so we were able to uh, get some uh, blowers and shovels um, ready and. we just kept trying to keep the lines free. There was only, you know, a little bit of a dusting. It maybe got a little more towards the end, but um, we felt like the kids were okay to continue to play, and it was safe. So um, it, it was interesting, though. Uh, we we had a field hockey game. Uh, it was actually during the COVID fall, so it was fall of 20. 
that uh, they got they got a, a good amount. And we were we were shoveling the lines for that too. So, well, Tim Bednarski, thank you so much for coming out of the show this morning. Uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck as we head into the winter and the spring seasons. Thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, take care, Tim. You too. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with more of Players Only as we'll talk with Alex Smith of CBA. He's actually a linebacker. I was actually corrected by Ryan uh, during the last break. He's actually a linebacker for uh, CBA as well as a wide receiver. So uh, we will talk with him when we come back here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7-100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. And welcome back to Players Only here, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1. And we're now joined by Alex Smith, linebacker slash wide receiver at Christian Brothers Academy the West Region Champions heading into the state final on Friday. Nice to have you on the show, Alex. Thank you for having me. So, Alex, let, let's get right to it. Let's let's talk about that West Region semi against Jamestown. And, uh, you know, you uh, as I was saying before the show, uh, I had checked in, four and a half to go. Uh, your team had just scored 18-14. I was just like, uh-oh. Jamestown's yeah. just going to run out the clock. And then all of a sudden you pull off this huge drive in under two minutes uh, to score a touchdown uh, to to essentially win the game. Uh, how did it feel at that point once once that touchdown was secured? Did you guys think that you know you had this in hand and your ticket is punched? Yeah, when when we scored that that last touchdown to go up twenty to eighteen, there was still like a minute left, so there was like still that sense of nervousness. But like we kinda we kinda sensed for the most part that we had it in the bag. We knew that we just had to get one more stop. And at that point already the defense was on a roll, got about I think three or two stops back to back and I was like, Okay, we could get this last stop and just seal the deal. But it was definitely nerve wracking. Yeah, and the one guy on Jamestown, Jalen Butera, he had just been the real focal point of their offense and you guys had been doing a great job of stopping them. How did you and your coaches game plan to stop uh, Butero? How did you guys just really prepare for that? Um, we focused on him all week. You know, we watched film on him. We we formed a great game plan around him because we knew he was a game pl- a great a great player. We knew that if we could stop him that we could stop pretty much their whole offense. So that was our plan, and we just knew we had to be more physical. We had to tackle. We couldn't play against a running back like that and not want to tackle. So it was more just about being physical. He got he got going in the first half pretty well, and I think it was a part of us not being ready for the physicality that we talked about that we needed. But we brought that more in the second half, and that helped us stop him more in that second half. So while you're on the field, um, how, how did it feel to actually – you know, be on the field, uh, playing for a, a trip to the state championship game. Did you treat it like any other game, or or, or did this feel more special in a way? Uh, it it felt more special. It was that was like I was I was saying the whole week that 
to my team, I was telling them this was the biggest game of our life. Like, we got to show up. We got one chance at this game, so we got to show up and give it our all. And it was like, it was for real, it was for real for me because it was my first time playing in the snow, and I never really played in a game that big. So I took it all in. But then once the once the game got going, I just played like I always do. I like to play fast and just fly to the ball. So I had fun. I had fun, but it was definitely serious. So while having fun. Yeah, and you mentioned you like to play fast. I mean, on the field this year, you have terrorized opposing quarterbacks and running backs, constantly getting into the backfield, making plays. It seems like your name is being called constantly. How do you do this? Is it like more athletic dominance or the fact that you cons- you can cons- consistently watch film and just really study your opponents well? Yeah, I watch a lot of film. For me, I love football. I've been I've been watching football, playing football since I was a kid. So a lot of the times, like, when I just make plays in the backfield and stuff, it's just instinct. Like, I know where the ball is going. I've seen it on film all week. And it's more studying to the game and knowing the game for me because I got, I got the IQ part of it. A lot of people have the athletic part, but I, I learned that the IQ part is even more important. So I try to put both together and use them to the best ability I can. I also hear that uh, your teammates describe you as a team leader of sorts. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, how did, how did it feel being, you know, the leader of this team? You know, again, when you had all the struggles to begin the year, you started off the year three and three, and then you go right into the playoffs. What was the mindset? What, what was the mindset that you tried to give your teammates as you headed headed into the postseason? Um, leading this team has been a good thing. I just I just try to keep my team positive no matter what. When we lost those three games in a row, we still knew we were a good team. But I think a part of the, those three losses came with us becoming too cocky. The first the first three games we won, so we were like, oh, we're, we're the team now, but we still have work to do. We beat three teams that we were supposed to beat, and we were supposed to get back and work. But instead of working, we got cocky with ourselves. So instead of that cockiness, that those three losses punched us in the mouth, and I think we needed it, and that helped us even more for this playoffs because it, it helped us learn that we had to work 10 times harder, practice 10 times harder, and that, that attitude, coming to practice every day, you could see it. And I think that's what benefited us the most throughout these playoffs. Yeah, and in this stretch of five games in the postseason, uh, your defense has held opposing offenses to less than 14 points per game over the course of that run. What's been the key to this newfound success on the defensive side of the football? It's just been dominant. It's just it's just been that physicality, man. That physicality has helped us much more in communication, being on the same page, everybody knowing what they're doing, everybody doing their one job. When when everybody did their one job, it just helped us much more because we understand that we trusted each other. Sometimes we would try to make plays for someone else, but that's not everybody doing their one job. Once we did our one job, that that, that trust and that confidence helped us play more aggressive and play together more. Now, you'll be making a return trip to the Carrier Dome uh, this Friday, a 3 o'clock game, which is going to be kind of unusual because you'll be getting out of school early for that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But that being said, this game is also going to be live-streamed on the NFHS Network, so it won't just be watched by people in the central New York area, but also 
essentially across the state and maybe even across the country as well. So how do you take that into perspective, knowing that the stakes are going to be so high heading into this final against a really good summers team that is coming in out of section one? How do you, how do you think you and your teammates are going to handle this much pressure? Um, I think we'll approach it with the same mentality as Jamestown. You know, we kind of see the stakes at the same level, just, just more on the line this week. Um, we understand that this team is good, and we understand all the pressure that comes with it. The state championship is no joke, but I think we'll be ready. I think we just got to really focus on the team. We got to block out all the extra noise, just focus on the team, focus on our game plan, come in and execute, and we'll be fine. Yeah, and, you know, going into this last game, you... You're a senior, and obviously you have plans for next year. Uh, do you see yourself playing football at the next level? How do you see yourself? What, what do you see yourself doing in the upcoming years after this one? Yeah, that's definitely the plan for me. A lot of people always tell me I got the potential to go D, D3, D2, D1. I don't have any offers or anything yet, but no matter where I go, I love football. So I, I play football anywhere, and that's just my heart. Like The bonds that I've made throughout football and the lessons that I've learned, I, I, I'll always be grateful for them, and I like to keep learning. Football is like a huge part of me, so I definitely want to play football at the next level wherever I go. Okay, so Alex, before we let you go, we're going to do a little bit of some quick fire here, uh, quick fire questions. So uh, okay. give, me, give me your best responses here to these questions, all right? Uh, favorite pregame meal? Ooh, well, we I, we got Chick Fil A one time. Our <laughs> parents are really nice to us. They got Chick Fil A for us one time, mm-hmm. and the te- whole team has been craving it ever since. But that's that's mine, really. I love that Chick Fil A. Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite color? Green. Green. Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, a Celtics fan. Oh, you're a Celtics fan? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay. Uh, speaking of the Celtics, uh, who is your favorite Celtics player? Ooh, Jason Tatum. Ah. He's been my guy ever since. Ever since he came in the league, he's been he's been doing his thing. So I like Jason Tatum. All right. Uh, favorite holiday of all time? Mm, Christmas for sure. Of course it is. <laughs> presents. I, I love those presents all morning. All right. Um, since Thanksgiving was Thursday. Um, What's your favorite Thanksgiving tradition if you have one? Ooh, I like so we usually have the mac and cheese and, and the sweet potato yams. And when when the when the yams mix up with the mac and cheese, it's like sweet and cheesy, and it's so good. And I, I just always mix up my mac and cheese and yams. Nice. Some people think it's nasty, but I like it. Don't knock it till you try it. Favorite pregame song? Ooh, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Mm. Uh, favorite movie? Mm, fat, all the Fast and Furious. Is, I watched the whole series. So nice. anyone. Nice. Very good. Uh, and real last one. Um, crap, I had it in my head. What was it? Um, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, favorite favorite sports team other than the Celtics? In the NFL, I like the Saints. That's my favorite team. Not doing so good this year, but I'll ride with my team no matter what. 
Mm, I, don't, I don't want to rub it in, dude, but I'm a Bills fan. <laughs> well, every everyone's injured. We can't catch a break this year, so I'm just hoping on next year. James yeah. is injured. Kamara's injured. We got a good defense, but defense could only hold you in the game for so long. So, all right. Well, Alex Smith, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Good luck on Friday, and uh, yes, hopefully sir. we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, Alex. See you, Alex. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right, we'll come back and wrap up this episode of Players Only here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1, presented by Point Guard Advisors. Don't go away. You don't want to miss the end of it. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. And welcome back to Players Only here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1. It is, according to what I got here on the the screen here in front of me, it's cloudy, 30 30 degrees, light snow, and mist. Um, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but uh, welcome to winter in central New York. Um, Before we close off today, um, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming Class A state final <clears throat> at 3 o'clock on Friday. CBA at 8-3 and three going up against the unbeaten Summers Tuskers of Section 1. Uh, this is going to be a really tight game. Uh, both teams are really, really good. Uh, and uh, heading in, into this final, this, this should be a fun one. Uh, Summers scores a ton of points. They also don't give up a ton. Uh, they score 408 on the year this year and only given up 88 points. So what are some of the keys uh, for CBA heading into this game if they want to pull off yet another upset? You know, it's a unique game for CBA, as in they haven't played a team like this yet this season. Because, honestly, I don't know if there's another team like this in all of Class A because Summers is a team that really has a strong defense. And a lot of times when you have strong defenses... You see a team that's just going to run the ball, keep the clock, just run the clock the entire game, keep the score low. But Summers really has a strong offense in, through throwing the ball. And uh, their quarterback, um, let me, sorry here, Matt Fitzsimmons, he is has a great arm. He spreads the ball all over the field. And he's just impressed this entire season. So Summers is unique as in, the brothers have played only rushing teams this entire postseason, and it's going to be interesting to see a team similar to them that's going to throw the ball all over the field. This is going to be a high-scoring shootout game, in my opinion, and you know, just trying to get that rushing game going for CBA through Jameer Hanford and all those guys running the ball. It's just that's the key to this game: establishing the pound-the-ground game for the brothers. Through especially going uh, inside zone runs, getting the ball up the middle, getting those four-yard, five-yard, six-yard gains, that's the key to this game for the brothers. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, again, as you said, they, they've they gone up against a lot of teams that just run the football the entire time. Yeah. And going up against uh, a Summers team who is a little bit more of a balanced-type offense, they like to not only run the ball, but also like to throw the ball as well. This is going to be a... Fun one. 
uh, I, I said this before earlier in the show, this is going to be a good one. Uh, playing inside in the Dome, don't have to worry too much about weather conditions. Um, I expect a really good game. And, <clears throat> you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, uh, CBA really steps up on defense, really uh, forces Summers to do some things that they're not normally focused on doing. And, you know, <clears throat> CBA on the year, they, they've scored quite a bit as well. They scored 336 points. They just like to, you know, as they did against Jamestown, they, they had to keep it close. Yeah. They had to keep it close against Jamestown, and they did just that. And getting a last second, uh, not so much a last second, but a last-minute touchdown towards the end of the game, I think that's what CBA should try and do. You know, try and keep Summers' offense off the field as possible. <clears throat> but on the flip side, you know, you're looking at a defense who has only given up 88 points a game. Um, it's gonna, it's the, What's the game going to come down to is which defense is going to crack first? And how does CBA handle going up against a team that obviously plays in, you know, because they're in Section 1, they're near the New York City area. They play a lot of good teams down down in that neck of the woods. Yep. So they're used to, you know, being physical. Um, and and if, if I'm the brothers, you're going to have to expect some kind of physical play uh, from uh, the Tuskers. I have to admit, I like that nickname, the Tuskers for Summers. That's yeah. a, that's a great nickname. Um, unique. Very unique. Uh, and, of course, their mascot is also an elephant, so that would explain why. Um, but it's, you know, I, I expect it to be fun. The place is going to be packed. Um, I, I'm looking forward to calling it. I, I really am. I'm so excited for this. Um, it'll be great being back inside the, uh, the Carrier Dome press box. And, and, and calling these games again. I have a great crew. Be working with the same crew that I did yesterday. Uh, it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. So let's wrap this up real quick. Um, let's talk a little bit. So how, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was great. Just spending time with all that family. Mom made her delicious sugar rolls, and that's all I need for Thanksgiving. Watching <laughs> some football, eating my rolls. <laughs> I mean, I was happy that the Bills won on Thanksgiving night. Um with that, I I had a great Thanksgiving with my family as well as my uh, fiance's family. Hi, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> I had a, uh, had a great time. Um, you know, I'm just looking. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays, and it's always it's always fun to just just to spend time with family and just think. We're less than a month away from Christmas. Who would have thunk? Yeah. Who would have thunk? Um, time flies by when you're having fun. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Players Only. Uh, presented by Point Guard Advisors for my co-host Ryan Story and for all of our guests, Alex Smith and Ted Benarski. I'm Matt Slocum, wishing you very pleasant good rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you again next week here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1.